Welcome to Unapologetically Asian, the place where we talk about navigating through adulthood as Asian Australians. Today you're joined by Tiana, Mai, John, and Imdad. Hey everyone, I um, hope you're having a fantastic day or night whenever you're listening to this podcast. Now you may have caught on by the title, but we're going to be chatting about something very juicy today, and that is dating and relationships. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so to record this episode, I was like, okay, I have to enlist the help of my favorite single Pringles. Now I want you guys at home to put on your imaginary caps, pretend that you, you know, it's a lonely Sunday night, you've decided, okay, if this is the third time I'm going to download Hinge or Bumble again, whatever you want, up pops up for Mighty Fine profiles. And there are the profiles of us four in the room. So we're going to go around and introduce ourselves as if you had swiped on us. For an example, right? Hey guys, I'm Tiana. I'm 26. I'm Vietnamese Australian. I'm in marketing. Yeah, over to you, Mai. All right. Um, my name's Mai. I'm also 26, Vietnamese Australian, and I work at a bank. I'm John. I'm in engineering, and I'm 25. Oh my God, I'm so old. My name's Imdad. I'm 37. Uh, I'm a marketer, and I've been on Hinge, Tinder, Bumble, the Yellow Pages, whatever you want to call it. I've been on all of them. All right, guys, like, let's just say you've clicked in our profiles, right? And you're like, holy shit, what a bunch of hot, hot people. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. What do you mean, just kidding? <laughs> I'm all personality, thanks. <laughs> and now it's time to swipe. For you guys, what makes you swipe left or swipe right when you're in the app? I guess I'll go first. Um, well, firstly, the first photo is very important. Like, I need to be able to see your face. I don't want it to be a group photo. I don't want to have to guess who you are out of those five guys that are in this photo. I'm going to assume you are the hottest guy there. And it's probably wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> um, first photo. And then, you know, I'll, I'll always give it a little swipe down. I'll, I'll give your personality a test, like a little quick run, see what your prompts are like. If, if it makes me smile, maybe. Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay. Oh, funny thing you say that. I look for a cute smile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the same thing though. First photo, uh, seeing your face. I don't want to know if you're catfishing me or wanting some bank details or something. But um, yeah, personality definitely matters. Um, if you're saying that you don't like pineapple and pizza, you're a no. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think the cute smile definitely catches my attention. So I'll go the other way. If your photo has a dog filter, it's an immediate no. I'm actually curious, like girls versus guys, like what? Mm. what's well, let, the difference in the dating pool? Let me ask you this question, right? Because I don't know if it's a demographic thing, but given that you're 10 years younger than I am, do guys have a lot of photos of fish? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what gives me the ick. And I'm sure my you probably would have seen these as well. And I get ladies at home, let me know. But these are prompts that I have seen so often. So let's just say the prompt is I'm looking for, and then the guy will say, a girl that's easygoing. Oh my God, <laughs> can you think the amount of times that I have seen that? I'm just like, okay, in other words, you're basically saying that you can't handle any accountability or like any type of conflict. You just have to have a chill girl, a cool girl. What about doesn't take life too seriously? Yes. Is that the same? <laughs> is that the same? Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, gosh. PTSD. <laughs> There's another prompt on Hinder. It's like most dangerous thing I've ever done. And then when they say download this app, motherfucker. Oh, gosh. Really? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> another one that they do is when it says first round on me if, and then they end it with it's always on me. Like. <laughs> Wait, do these happen a lot? Like, do you yeah. see this a lot? Yeah, are you see. serious? I definitely see that. Yeah. Do, are you thinking these are like really creative? No, so creative. No, kidding. <laughs> Time to change my profile. <laughs> this is what gets the likes. Seriously, those are like the most common ones that I see. What, what icks do you have on the apps? You know, we're all talking here. And if I use the term use, like use all, that really turns me off. And if I see it written down, <laughs> like it's written down like this, U-S-E, it breaks my brain and makes me go, I'm done. I'm out. Because it doesn't make any sense. I saw it on someone's um, Instagram where they went, 
it was a photo of her friends and she went, wrote misused and my brain fast forwards to like what happens if i put you in a in a group chat with my friends and they all go happy birthday and you wrote thank yous use there's going to be a separate group chat that's going to happen where people are like did you hear what fucking oh. imdad's missus said it's the same with just basic grammar like they are there there yeah. i'm just like mate i'm out like i get it sometimes you might fuck it up and that's cool but if they constantly do that i'm just like come on man and that's because i'm 37 i'm like by that age you should know what the hell's going on <laughs> Right you should have won a spelling bee or two by the but by the time you're 37, okay? What icks do you have? Uh, mine's just generic prompts or if like there's nothing to work off your profile to like because generally the guys make the move. Yeah. Um, like you can't really start a conversation with any of it. Like let's say maybe you like just a picture because there's nothing to say. Yeah. Um, but then you also just don't provide anything back. Like mm. you don't reply with anything back. And it's like what am I working with if you don't you're not working with me. So generally now I would try and start with something, but if you start it and like, you're kind of like killed it straight away, then I'm like, what do I work off with? I have to like go through your profile, look at it again, maybe say something else. And it's just like, uh, it's just an instant ache. I'm just like, oh, if I can't talk to you, then what's the point? Would women appreciate it more if there's a photo instead of liking it, they actually made a comment about something? Mm -hmm. That would mean there's an engagement process there, right? Yeah. Rather than just going, it's like a fire emoji for your Instagram. Like, exactly. like cool, what's the point? Exactly. Like, say something then. Say something so we can reply back to you. Like, if you just like a photo, we're just going to let you start the conversation. And sometimes guys like my photo and I let them, if they're cute, I'll be like, you know what? Maybe I'll start the conversation. But if they're not cute enough, I'm like, you're not cute enough for me to start the conversation this time. <laughs> Work for Sorry. it, mate. Exactly. Work for it. Exactly. Yeah, okay. You need to put a little effort in. And I don't know if guys do this, but I know women do it all the time, is that in their profile, they'll put their Instagram handle oh. and then say, I don't respond on here very often. Hit me up on Instagram. My first thought process is you're just trying to build your social profile. <laughs> You have no business being here. And that is an instant see you later because I know you're not here for the right purpose. That was my that was, that was my first reaction. Like when I see an Instagram handle, I'll be like, oh, you just want followers. But then I secretly <laughs> I check out the Instagram. I'm like, what's going on? And the worst thing, sometimes they're on private. I'm like, well, dude, what's the point? Yeah. I think sometimes when you match with people, like you're going to have mutuals with them, right? And that can be either a good thing because then you like maybe your mutual friend is like, oh, yeah, they're a good person. Or it could be a bad thing because they're like, oh, no, straight up. It's a no. It's a no. <laughs> like, Wait, yeah. does that happen often if you but, match with someone they have mutual friends with you? Yeah. Like no I feel shit. like people have reps. Like I, I, I would say definitely around the Asian community. dating community. Yeah, right. Okay. People definitely have reps now. And then you'll hear girls just be like, no, don't match with him. Don't go on a date with him. Really? Yeah. But is there a part of you that goes maybe the experience will be different with me. If he's... Uh, so the asterisk here is if yeah. he's fucking hot, yeah. would you... Even if someone was like, hey, giant red flag, doesn't matter how hot he is, giant red flag, would you still be like, nah, it'll be different with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll change him. That's my toxic trait coming out. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. I feel like it also depends on conversation and like how we vibe. Like if we vibe really well, I, I guess if I know that they're, they're red flag... I'll try my best to stay away. Try my best. Try my best. <laughs> try my best. Wait, what's that Coldplay song? When you, you try, try <laughs> but you don't succeed. <laughs> okay, we've landed on someone. They actually don't have any icks that we can see on the app. And we go on a date with them, right? What are the icks that you have on dates? I think guys do this a lot, but I've experienced it from women is if the conversation is one-sided. So if I'm asking a lot of questions and I'm trying to get to know you, and you don't ask a similar question back or try and get to know me, then I'm just like, you're not interested in me. And I feel mm. like that's a, a bad sort of experience from a relationship perspective. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm done. I don't, I don't, it's not fun for me anymore. Yeah. Would you ever put that on like first date nerves? Um, I, I think yes, for sure. Um, that's why I'll generally, if, if I feel like the person's interesting enough from their conversation and mm -hmm. they're not asking me a lot, then I'll be like, oh, cool, I'll let that slide, we'll have a second date. But if I'm just like, okay, their answers are not really something that's exciting for me, mm. but they're still not asking anything about me, I'll be like, look, I, I don't see any value in spending time, another hour of my life on someone that doesn't give a shit about me either. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like how they reciprocate how 
like what you say to them if they respond like let's say human stuff human stuff like if you don't match with the human levels it's kind of like why are we gonna we're gonna yeah, yeah yeah how are we gonna get deeper yeah. or like what are we gonna laugh about on our everyday life or something <laughs> like <laughs> yeah so um i think that's definitely like a big thing um i mean just having similar taste or open-mindedness towards things like um morals and values and things so yeah that's kind of on the deeper side as well but there is a difference between x and red flags mm-hmm. where x are pretty much irrational turnoffs but um i've heard that guys don't generally have x as much as girls so let's get in some some of that <laughs> example of a very common ick is a guy running for the bus just, just <laughs> literally just running for the bus doesn't have to be a bus could be a I train. Run for the train. Tra- Fuck. <laughs> in bad, here, man. Just check PTV. There is another one. There's another one coming. My my train's in 20 minutes. I've got to be places. <laughs> Mate, I'm on the Alamein line. It comes every 20 minutes. If I don't make this train, 20 minutes of my life is gone. I'm running for it. Now I'm just thinking all these women looking at me going, "Fuck that guy." Man. Would it be different if um like they you like found them attractive already though? Hot guy running for a train. You know, I'll I'll give that a pass. Watch how you run. <laughs> That's true. What if he was if he was running to his Ferrari? Would that be a different thing? <laughs> or a really nice car? Why is if he he's, running to a Ferrari? Like, hey, the, he's about he's to get a ticket. No, he's about he's about to get a parking ticket. He has to like. That's probably get another ick in itself. Like, so why can't you afford ticket? a parking ticket? <laughs> Ford and a Ferrari. What the hell? <laughs> Why can't you keep track of time? Like, that's all I'm hearing right now. <laughs> keep track of time. <laughs> nah, okay. I'm going to tell you an ick that is actually a very like, I know when I hear it, like when I say it out loud, it sounds really stupid. I told you some of you about this before. There's this one time like <laughs> I was at this guy's apartment and he was like, oh, I'll walk you guys out. In your head, you're like, oh my God, that's so sweet. And then um, to be polite, right? I was like, oh no, don't worry about it. And then he just continued not to worry about it. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, so, you, so he's not It's, gonna, it's such an ick that he listened to me. <laughs> that's such a turn off. But that's the thing, right? Like, I'm well aware that he is so, <laughs> like, irrational. As dudes, we're so fucked. <laughs> we are so fucked. Irrational. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Dude, we're so fucked. <laughs> we are so fucked. Uh, surely you guys have ick At least I know what the statistics uh, are here. Like, oh, what's irrational to think about? Like, my thing is the way they drive. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, if you're not confident on the road or like, you're just like straight up like this, like, oh my God, I, like, I can't change my lane yet. Or like, just own the road, know where you are, just go go the way you need to go. And like, it's, okay. it's pretty rough. Yeah. That's the same. Now, if I was in a car with a guy and he was un, like, he was not confident driving, like he, was it speeding slightly? Like, <laughs> <laughs> if he couldn't park, John, if he can't park, I'm leaving the car. Like, <laughs> Mine's like, get me out of here right now. Where's the eject button? <laughs> I'll just Uber home. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, like, it's just been funny things like, uh, I, I've like read a list once and I'm like, I don't know, like, you're just trying to do what you're trying to do, like swimming with goggles or something. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> when I read that, I laughed so hard, but I'm like, I wouldn't be like, oh no. Like, <laughs> you know what? I feel like that would be a lot of people's ick. If like, yeah, just- you all went to the beach and then your partner pulls out goggles <laughs> and goes, all right, let's go guys. The- I think most women will be like, no, nah, you can leave, bro. <laughs> you don't need to be here anymore. Oh, how about like when guys try to be like cutesy and they're like, ouchie. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> baby talk. Oh, oh god, no. Oh, that gave me talk. the ick. Oh, I want to oh. ride a horsey. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no one's saying that. Oh. I want you to ride me like a horsey. Oh, n- <laughs> no. Nah, man. If that happens, just chop it off at that point. Just be like, you're never getting laid again. Nah. Okay, let me ask you this then. So if you identify an ick with someone, right? Does that ick transfer to other women who might date him? So let's just say you were like, he ran for the station, gave me the ick, I'm off. <laughs> Would another woman who may have like gone, hey, you know, you went on a date with him, what do you think? And he, you were like, yeah, he ran for the state. Like, <laughs> it was disgusting. I, I, it was so gross. I said, I'm never t- speaking to him again. I feel like icks are very personal. Yeah. Like different girls would have different icks. So like it would... 
It'll be like, I don't know, a small thing in the back of your mind if your girlfriend's just like, oh, he gave me the ick. But you'll still go on the date and you'll still keep an open mind. It won't be like a, oh, he gave he gave her an ick. I'm going to say no right now to the date. Okay, let's just say my was like, oh my God, Tiana, I went on a date with him and I saw his bum crack. Realistically, I'm not going to be like, oh, fuck, not going to date this guy because my saw his bum crack. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a bit of a different level. Yeah, and like, to be honest, Ick sometimes, okay, it's <laughs> like, Ick sometimes, like, yes, we're talking about the bum crack. No, I wasn't expecting that. Like, I just wasn't expecting me like, oh, we're on a date. I saw his ass, cheeks, I'm out. No, <laughs> like, what? No, it's, it's literally just the bum crack. Yeah. Like, like when you reach over and then it comes, your pants kind of slide down a tiny bit and you see like the top. I'm aware of how the bum crack appears. <laughs> <laughs> what if they just find like train runners hot? Like they're like, oh my God, I love a guy that runs for the train. <laughs> like, oh, he must that compete in marathons. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. But it's not like fully turn me off a guy. It's just like, it just bumps him down a few levels. Like, did I, he's a nine, but he gave me X, so he's a seven now. Oh, okay. Know? That makes sense. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's not like a nine to a zero. It's, it's, it just bumps him down a tiny bit depending on the ick. Yeah, okay. I think a big ick for me is when they don't put any um, effort into their appearance for the date. Because I feel like as girls, we put a lot of effort in. We put, do our makeup, do our hair, put on a cute outfit, you know. We look nice. And then you rock up to the date and then he rocks up in like... A dirty t-shirt, three-quarter cargo pants. Didn't shave his uh, little stash thing happening. Uh, this sounds a bit too... <laughs> this sounds really personal. Okay, so, why please elaborate on this? I really want... Okay, so I want to hear this story. <laughs> Wait, did this actually happen? Yeah, this is one of your worst dates, right? I want to hear this story. All right, okay. Just full disclosure. Um, I'm over it now. <laughs> um, I want names. But, but uh, this date did happen to me last year um i went on a date i'm um, like we were chatting it was it was fine um and he asked me out to go to holy moly and then um i got there i was running a bit late because i took the wrong um exit off the freeway <laughs> hot girls get lost <laughs> hang on that is an eek and a half it doesn't know how to drive <laughs> i just i just can't follow directions guys um, um and yeah when I got there, I just, I saw him and I was already like, I don't think he looks like what he looked like in his profile. But I was like, it's fine. I'm already here. Let's try and make it a fun time. So we played golf, mini golf. I won. Um, we played. We played bowling as well. He won that. Um, and then at this time, I wasn't already feeling it, but I was hungry. And he was just like, let's go for dinner. And I said, sure. So um, we went to 400 Grady and at 400 Grady, it's a nice place, right? They have um, like the cloth, like napkins. And this guy That's how you was- That's premium. This guy was chewing gum the whole night. And oh, wow. we got to the table and sat down and he took the gum out of no. his mouth. No, he didn't. No and way. And he saw that it was a cloth napkin. No. And I was just like, oh, like we can ask for a paper one. And he was like, okay, yeah, let's ask for a paper one. So he, we asked the waiter for another napkin and they brought over another cloth napkin. And while we were waiting, he started like playing with the gum in between his no. fingers, like rolling the gum in between his fingers. And, and then... The waiter came back with another cloth napkin and he was just like, oh, I can't put it in here. I was like, yeah, you can't. And he was like, oh, I'll just leave it on my phone. <laughs> like, yeah, he's still oh leaving on his phone. And I was just like, no, you can't do that. So I like got into my bag and I found like a corner of a receipt that was like left there. I gave it to him. He disposed of it. But I was just... Oh, my oh, God. That, that's, that, that's a... Pretty bad. Is that equal yeah. red flag? It's everything. It no, is everything bad, rolled into one. So, I would put it more towards... Um, I, I think it's just a turn-off. Yeah, turn-off. Like, turn it's turn just off. a major turn-off. Like, it was just not what I wanted, like, as someone who is an adult. Because <laughs> like, the way like, I see it, right, is in that situation, this is your the best first impression that you yeah. want to make. And exactly. this person's gone, I'm going to pick this piece of clothing, I'm going to act in this way and do these actions. Mm-hmm. 
and it's the best version of me that you're going to see. That, hypothetically, <laughs> that's what you want to do yeah, right? on a first sure. date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a job interview, anything where someone's going to make a judgment about you, you want to put your best foot forward. And if this is the best you're going to get, imagine what the worst looks yes, like. Yes, that's actually exactly. the way putting it, hey. Mm-hmm. Apparently, after three months is the point where people then start to get lazy or like start to kind of just show their true colors. And that's when you see, okay, was there 100% the same level or does it drop substantially? So if they're already starting like down here, holy shit, man, how low can you go, my? How low can I go? <laughs> Don't pull um, it with that one. Like, yeah. to be fair, like I, people's style in terms of dress, I won't judge because I'm sure people will look at me and be like, oh, I wouldn't wear that, what the hell, right? Like, cool. But I still think at any point you take something out of your mouth and you start playing with it, you're done. Like, I'm sorry, you're out. There's no chance you're coming back from that. That is so... Ugh, yeah. Like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... And I guess um, one other thing that happened on this date is that after... Oh, I... um Yeah, I got home and I texted him that I don't think it's going to work. Um, and then he texted me back and he asked for feedback. Oh, that's so a dangerous that's, game. It's a danger. So I want to know what your opinion is about guys asking girls for feedback after first date because it's not the first time it's happened as well. I've never done it myself. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it too bad. Just in terms of like, oh, yeah, nothing's going to move on from this. But I've never done it myself. Um, yeah, I've never gotten the question myself. So, <laughs> would you? What if a girl asked you for feedback? Like, what if a girl was like, okay, hey, John, like, you know. Would, would you, how would you respond to that? Would you be like, oh, this is weird? Or would you be open to it? Um, I don't think I'd be fully honest. Maybe with like certain things. Like if it was like an ick or like a like something just with their personality, I'd just say like, oh, we weren't compatible, that kind of thing. If it was like something that like an obvious plain like red flag or like an ick on the spot, I'd just be like, oh, yeah, like I guess I saw it when this happened. But I don't know. I didn't, never had that case happen. So... Mm. Yeah, I find it like it's very personal in terms of when someone's like, what didn't you like about me? Yeah, exactly. Because there are certain things that I might not like about whatever you've done or what you look like or whatever it may be. But then someone might go, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that person to change who they are yes. based on my feedback because yeah. I don't know you. Exactly. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like you could be an amazing human being. You could be doing it. And if, if I pick out this one little thing that I say, this turned me off, I don't think you should do this moving forward, yada, yada, yada. Mm. They might be like, that's a core component of who I am. Okay. I yeah. say, you shouldn't have to change it. You don't know who yeah. I am. I didn't yeah. exist a week ago. Because someone life. actually might like what I don't like about you. Like yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Sure. And mm. so then it's maybe it's not that, you know, what you're doing is wrong, but maybe it's just the fact that it's you're not my person or I'm yeah, yours. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you shouldn't change there will be There'll be someone out there that likes you for your... Um, taking gum out of your mouth and playing with it, you know? That, it might, it, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> that's being very generous. Yeah. <laughs> but that you might not know. be a big deal, right? Yeah. They yeah, might exactly. go, cool, whatever. Yeah. Um, but to you, that might be like, hey, that wasn't my flavor. And that's just for mm. me, I'm sorry. Like for me, punctuality is really important. And so if someone was like half an hour mm. late, I'd be like, hey, you're signaling to me that your time's more valuable than mine. Mm. Mm. And so that turns me off. But someone else might be like, I don't really care. I found you so hot. I was happy to wait. Not a problem. <laughs> cool. Like, and that's yeah. fine, right? And sometimes it's just about like, oh, you didn't tell me you're going to be late or like, mm. oh yeah, like why, why were you late? I just mm. left late. Or that yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. Yeah. And there might be ones that you just slide and you go, all right, cool, whatever. Mm. But I've always found it, it's a dangerous game to play when you go, give me feedback. Mm. But if you're, and I guess from the other end, he might've been on like 10 dates, let's say in that month. Right. And all of them ended the same way. Right. Like, sorry. <laughs> Cool, but no thanks. Then he might be like, fuck, what's wrong with me? I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah. To be honest, props to him for (laughs) being... Because it just, like, there's not a... Like, I think it actually... I'm not saying I find chewing gum guy attractive, but I'm saying (laughs) good on you for asking for feedback and being open-minded to change because that is in itself attractive. Yeah, agree. So Mm -hmm. he's got a green tick on that one. Yeah. But on the other one, he's bumped him all the way down. So. But in the end, did you give him the feedback? Or um, oh yeah, that's what we want to know. <laughs> no, I didn't. I um didn't reply just because in for me, 
I only knew you for like what two hours. Yeah. Like, who am I to tell you what you should change about yeah. yourself? For sure. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm not. I don't. I don't like being put in that position. Like, I I don't know you, and I'm sure your friends and family would be better people, like, to tell you mm. what you could improve on. But yeah, like, I've been asked a few times, and I've just Damn. just not. Like, usually, if they really want to know, I just tell them that like the vibes. But they're like, we just, we're yeah, compatible. Yeah, like soften it a little like, bit. We, wow, and it usually is though. So. Yeah. We usually aren't. Like that's the main reason why I don't go on a second date with guys. Is just, I don't think that we're compatible and the vibes were not what I'm looking for. Dude, vibes are so fucking important. Mm. Like the vibometer in my head. Like when, <laughs> when I'm sitting with someone, I'm like, okay, do we vibe? Like, and then it will, like, it's kind of like, you know that, um, the meter the meter yeah that vi- vibometer, vibometer. <laughs> yes 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 that's right so like let's just say it starts at a certain level then there might be a few icks it might knock it down a bit but then they do something good it just keeps fluctuating you know so yeah vibes you can't teach vibes like it just yeah, it's just sure. some, sometimes it's just ke- like i think vibes is the new chemistry right like i think back yeah. in the day you'd hear a lot about like sexual chemistry or like physical attraction that type of thing but i think now it's all bottled up into one and it's like vibes yeah. it's like okay can i vibe with you more often than not though something that i've realized is that um there's a difference between having fun on a date and then actually mm. thinking of them as can i actually date this person so I don't know about you guys, but I've been in positions before where I feel like I'm quite a friendly person or like I feel like I'm someone that is quite easygoing. I get along with a lot of people, right? It, it takes like a real, you know, a real dud to, for me not to get along with you. Um, so I can get, like I can talk and converse with a lot of people, um, but I feel like I've been in situations before where I've had a lot of fun. Like, let's just say we do an activity, like we go bowling or like, you know, laser tag, like whatever, like do an activity, have a lot of drinks and like I'm having fun. Like it's, it's a fun time. But then when all of that kind of wears off, I'm like, oh, well, do I actually like that person at the core? Like, has that happened to you guys? No, I, I think I agree. Um, I would say that I am able to make myself comfortable on any date and I can talk my way out of any awkwardness that I feel. So I've always had the thought like, hey, like, is this person a fun person or am I a fun person? And I brought the vibes, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely have felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think I've been like on a bad date where like, oh, I was like, oh, I don't like you because what happened on the date. It was just like, oh, I was just reading the chemistry and it wasn't there <laughs> so like it, it wasn't like bad vibes or anything but it was just that like i didn't feel the like oh yeah you're not the potential person but you're like a good friend which yeah i think if we're talking about vibes and a good time i find it hard to separate the two from my end so similar mm-hmm. to you um i think like i can talk a lot so I might give the impression to the other person that, oh, yeah, that was a really fun date. We're good. But from my end, I was just like, no, that was, that's just me. Mm-hmm. I'm like that mm-hmm. all yeah. the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm aware that like I can be of high energy. And so someone's like, oh, wow, like that was so cool. Like we did all this really great stuff. But I'm like, no, that would be the case with anyone. Mm-hmm. I didn't consider it as being fun. That was just the baseline. Mm-hmm. Um but if they feel as if, oh, my God, that was something, then there's an awkward conversation of like, oh, I didn't have a good time. And they're like, what the fuck you mean? You didn't have a good time. We were laughing. We are doing this. I'm like, no, that's just my base. Yeah. So that's why I find it hard to separate fun from vibes. Because if mm-hmm. I'm having fun um, and it's above my baseline, then I'm instantly like, cool, that means there's an energy here that I want to pursue. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just the baseline where we're, we're just conversing. We're at, I'm getting to know you, getting to know me. Cool. Um, and if I don't feel like I want to talk to you after this conversation, then cool. We just had a great conversation. That was it. Mm-hmm. Do you think then you should, as a rule of thumb, to say if you had a good time, that you should try and follow it up with a second date to see if the energy and vibes are actually there and it's not just mm-hmm. the yeah. environment? So you go, all right, cool, I'll give it a second shot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think mixing the date. So, like, let's just say... 
one of the dates you, you go on is like drinks. And then the second date, okay, maybe do something, a daytime activity. Because mm-hmm. then that's a good, like a bit of a test in a way to see, okay, like, because ideally you want, like for me anyways, for a partner, I want someone that like, you know, I can do whatever the, like we could be doing something super fun. It'll be good. We could be doing, we could just be sitting in the same room, like, I don't know, watching television is still enjoy their company. So if I kind of want to test the environments to make sure that I'm still enjoying their company, no matter what we do. Mm, yep. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like that kind of distinguishes like, oh yeah, that was a fine time to like, that was the fun time. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like you're actually enjoying yourself. Not yeah. just like, not just like forcing yourself to be in that environment and being like, oh yeah, like I should be having fun. So yeah. yeah. Like not having fun in the environment that you created. Because when you bring good energy, you feel happy and you feel like you're having a good time. But are you? But is that person actually contributing to how you're mm. feeling, or is it just something that you internally bring yeah. to the table? Like you're just having a good day. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's just, it's just another person in my good day. If you're having me on my bad day, then you're just, like, you wouldn't be there. I woke up on the right side of bed today. <laughs> but I consider that almost a red flag for me. That if you're in an environment that's that should encourage like good vibes or, or, mm. or a fun time and you're not having a good time yeah. to me, that's like, I'm not going to go past the first date because if everything is perfect, except for the interaction that you're having, then to me, it's like, well, what's the point of going anywhere else mm. after this? Cause if we were at dinner, I feel like that's going to be even worse because we're not like, it's just us. There's not really great music. There's not people, all this sort of, stimulus than like shit i don't want to be in that environment for like two hours with you when if we're at a bar where there's great music there's people around and we can't connect in any way i'm not having a good time then to me that's just like scratch it out nice to meet you see you later yeah. is, it, is it important to you to find someone who can have fun with you in every i guess scenario because for example someone who is more introverted, might not enjoy the bar scene, might not enjoy the drinks and the music, but you can have a great conversation with them at dinner. So like you crossing them off after like just a few drinks, then um, like you're not giving them the best chance. It's an interesting observation because I never thought about it in that way. But if I try and put thought around it now is if I'm at a bar, Mm -hmm. like for me personally, that's where I hang out a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So after work, I might go to a bar or on the weekends, me and my mates might go off to a, a bar or a pub. And if someone's so introverted that they can't sort of come out of their shell in that environment, mm. and that's quite important to me to be able to hang out, mm. then I might go, Shit, we just might not be compatible. Yeah. It's just no, one of those things, fair. right? No, that's like, a fair point. It's nothing against that person. It's just I don't think we're compatible to be together. Yeah. Um, and it might be vice versa. They might be like, shit, if this person's always going to be hanging, not always, but if this is where they feel comfortable and I'm not comfortable, then surely we're not going to be in the right yeah. place. Yeah, that's fair. It's like preferences, right? Um, I guess to me, I'm pretty extroverted as a person. And I think that to balance myself out, I would like to be in a relationship with someone who's a bit more introverted. Um, not saying that I like to talk a lot, but... I do like to talk a lot. <laughs> and, and you know, I like a listener. Like, like 60-40. <laughs> I'm an accountant. I like maths. So, like, I'll put a number on the 60-40 mm. to me. Um, yeah, so that's... Okay, but then is that like... So, you said that's your preference. So, you, you wouldn't completely rule out dating, like, an extrovert, though? That's No, I wouldn't. But um, it's just you prefer someone who's a bit more introverted. Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess... It really depends on just our compatibility at the end of the day. I think um, I used to be more attracted to extroverts because I was just like, I would like someone who can get along with all of my friends, who wants to go out when I want to go out, who enjoys all the activities that I do. But then at the end of the day, I guess having those similar hobbies and I guess extracurricular is a nice to have and not a must have. So to me, like the must-haves would be like someone who's a good communicator, someone who's reliable, someone who I can depend on. Um, yeah, just like the very basic foundations of a good partner, right? Like I guess the order they're in yeah. is for everyone else. But oh, that's um, true. like 
over the past few years after going on a lot of dates, I've realized that a lot of things that I had on my list were just nice to haves and they don't Mm. really contribute that much to, you know, a lifelong partner. So yeah, it's just been a lot of like self-valuation and yeah. If you're craving a sweet treat or refreshing dessert, our longtime friends at Scoopy, Melbourne's favorite bingsu joint, are offering you lovely listeners a delicious 15% off your order when you use the code UA15. You can use this when you buy takeaway or in person at their Melbourne CBD and Gwen Waverley stores. The offer is subject to change, so be sure to tune into our episodes weekly for the fresh deal. Thanks so much, Scoopy. We appreciate y'all. So when you're young, you don't have a big criteria, mm. right? You're just like, like you don't care if someone doesn't have massive career aspirations. You don't care if they've got that much money or anything like that. You're just like, cool, can I get along with you? Do you get along with my friends? Can we have fun? Great. Yeah. As soon as you start adding criteria on, that pool of people starts to mm, decrease, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like for me, as I get older, I start to go, and, and particularly women might be in this boat as well, is that once they get older, they start to go, okay, I need to start thinking about family and all mm-hmm, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So they start adding that to their criteria list. And mm-hmm. then that starts shrinking that pool a lot. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't have, um, I guess, let's just say you're someone that wants to have children, you meet a whole bunch of people that don't want to have kids. They might be amazing. They might tick every other box, but mm-hmm. if that one thing criteria gets in the way, bang, they're out of that pool. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of, it gets challenging when you think about how easy it was to meet people back in the day versus mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. when you're on the apps because you're so critical now because you're yeah. like, hey, if I'm sitting in front of someone, hey, what's your career aspirations like? And they're like, nothing. Like, I just chill out and I'm comfortable where I am. Mm-hmm. Some people might be like, no, fuck that. I need you to be aspirational mm-hmm. as well, um, which is to be fair, quite arrogant of us to go, you need to have a future and I find that attractive. It's like, what the fuck? I don't owe you anything. But it's something that we all want. I shouldn't say all, but it's something that most of us do want in a partner to say, yeah, this person's not just going to sit on their ass all day and play video games. I think think it becomes selfish when you are just expecting, but you're not going to give in return. Yeah, that's fair. So like if... If I like, I would call it selfish if I sit here and I say, okay, I want a guy that makes six figures that, you know, um, he comes from a very good family. He's funny. He's got a good job. He, you know, ABCDFG, like all of these things. Um, But me, myself, yep, I'm just going to sponge off of him. That is when it becomes selfish. But if it's like, okay, I... I want someone who's at my level because I believe I put in just as much as what Agreed. I'm expecting. Yeah, that's when I think it's, hey, that's yeah. fair. That's just like, hum- as, you, as you said before, it's like humans, right? That's like what we want. We kind of want to find someone who can operate on the same level as us, or most of us anyways. Yeah, you want someone who you can build a future with, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be putting in all the work. You want it to be even. Yeah, like so. your other half. But it also comes down to the criteria that you're after in terms of your relationship, right? Mm. Because if you're after like a short-term relationship or just like, hey, I just want to have a little bit of fun, your criteria is completely different all of a sudden, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, cool, do we have fun together? Uh, Do I feel safe around you? Great, let's rock and roll. Mm. But I think once you enter going, I deliberately want to find someone who I can have a sizable relationship with that criteria really increases and it becomes a little bit more challenging to find someone um because i think if any of us were just like i just want to have fun you just swipe right on everybody Mm. and say whatever (laughs) comes to me i'm happy with right (laughs) but if you're in a mind space of like hey i I actually want to settle down at some point and find love genuinely you're going to become a lot more deliberate around who you choose and that that's where it gets really hard Fuck, man, it's it's hard yakka out there for uh, a single folk. (laughs) To be honest. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. That sounds sounds like something he would say. No, no, no. You're hanging around him too much. (laughs) Like, um, I think especially being an Asian female living in today's society, I am feeling pressure from not only like cultural pressure but also societal pressure to kind of find someone and settle down because to be honest with you I have always been very happy and very content being single or being by myself like 
I have never really like actively like searched for someone or wanted to be in a relationship. It kind of sometimes just happened. I admit that being 26 now, I am going to like family gatherings and I am, you know, chatting to my friends and people are getting engaged and like family members like, oh, so like when are you going to like bring home a boyfriend and that type of thing. And I'm not going to lie, that has kind of had an impact a little bit on my you know, I guess my timeline or my thinking, because for a long time, I was just like very content being by myself. But because there's this whole other layer now of expectation that, you know, we have to settle down, we have to like have kids, have a family, like, I just I'm feeling that pressure, to be honest. And I don't know, do you feel it as as an Asian woman? Um, I do. I feel like it's more pressure that I put on myself. Like, I don't know about you. But when I was 16 years old I had a timeline on um how I wanted my life to be and at this point I was supposed to be married guys <laughs> being ready to have my first kid um and that I is just, not happening Maya literally looked at her apple watch she's like okay um, my wedding up. was a month ago guys <laughs> sorry you weren't invited um but I I guess I do kind of feel it but luckily my parents really haven't put that much pressure on me I feel like they have a bit of faith that I will find someone and I think at the end of the day you're the person that has to live with the person you've chosen right it's not your parents that live with them um so I think they've kind of taken a step back and yeah really lucky for me because I know it's not the same for every other Asian out there um they've kind of just let me do my own thing and I think um that going back to what we said before because there's a bit of a timeline thing happening, that's why we need to have higher standards and be a bit more critical with our time and who we choose to date. Because time is so limited, you don't want to be wasting, you know, your best years, your hottest years on like someone who isn't the one, right? Um, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> um, going back to like being Vietnamese, Australian, um, I think it's really funny looking back because at my age right now, 26, my mum was already married for three years and she gave birth to me when she was 26. And I have no idea how she was able to do everything. And I think, um, yeah, looking back at that, I do feel a little bit of pressure because, you know, I want to be where my mum is now and I should have started a long time ago <laughs> if that was the case. Um, and there is a word in Vietnamese called e, mm. and it's a word that gets thrown around for fun and it basically means unwanted, mm-hmm. right? And people joke around, just like, oh, you know, if you leave it uh, any longer, you might become it. But um, yeah, like, like I said before, my parents are luckily, mm. like, I'm lucky that they aren't really pressuring me mm. into anything. No, no marriages in the works yet no um no range marriage no range marriages no man in vietnam trying to pay get to get my to get my hand um so yeah that's a do do you think though so this has happened in my culture but mm. do you think it if it gets to a certain point where you're like you know what i've tried dating nothing's really working mm. would you dip into your culture and be like hey if there are any guys that you might be that might be like hey we're also looking for someone would you be open to that experience? Yeah. It's kind of like your parents send you up on like a blind date, right? Yeah, like yeah. they're not forcing you to marry them. It's just an introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I'm definitely okay with that because I'm sure my parents would have done their full vet. They would have done their own version of stalking. Um, and yeah, I would trust that my parents have my best interests at heart. If it was like, hey, he's single, you guys got to get married. Get it done. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah, if it's just an introduction, I'm okay with that. But if yeah, we're okay. just like, we're pushing you a marriage on you, yeah. that's where I would draw the line. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Has that happened to you, Dad? Um, so growing up, I certainly had that expectation of like, hey, you get to a certain age, which is generally like your early to maybe mid-20s, and then you just find someone, you fall in love, you have babies, and then you rock and roll. Um, I think for our generation it gets a little bit complicated when you introduce the concept of love. Because like with my parents, they certainly weren't in love when they met because it was all arranged and it's just follow the process. So I think for us, it's like, well, no, I want to be in love. I want to have, I see what my parents have and I kind of want that, but I also want to include 
all the other aspects of romance in that. Yeah. Like my parents, they, they don't do date nights or anything like that, right? It's all yeah. centered around us as kids yeah. and bringing them up. Yeah. Whereas I think we're falling in love with the ideas of romance and you go out on dates and you do all that sort of yeah. stuff. And I think that's probably what sometimes holds us back is that, yeah, we want to find that person. Um, as I get older, for sure, my parents are now starting to be like, if you're not married and you don't have kids, then you're not happy. Uh, and they equate happiness to you having a relationship and you having children. Mm. For me, I don't know where I sit on the spectrum of having children at the moment. Mm. Because for me, the first criteria is finding someone I fall madly in love with before anything else comes. Mm. And for them, that concept doesn't make sense. They're just like, what the fuck do you mean by that? Just if you find someone who shares the same path in life, just marry them. You'll have kids and the love will happen. Like you'll just do it. And I was like, that's my biggest fear is that what happens if it doesn't happen? Yeah. Now I'm stuck with somebody that I'm not madly in love with and I just have to bring up these people um, that I deeply care about. But I don't know if I'll feel fulfilled because I don't want to be alone in my relationship. So I think that gets really challenging. Um, certainly my parents have been like, if you want us to find someone, we'll do it. But hey, tick, 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 like, what the fuck is going on? When are you going to get married? Um, and aunties within my community as well, probably similar to the Vietnamese community, they'll be like, do you want us to find someone? Because we'll do it. We'll do it. You tell us why. I go, dude, I wouldn't even let you choose a fucking T-shirt for me. You think I'm going to let you choose a partner for me? There's no chance. Right? No chance, right? right? Because there's certain, like... They don't know what my likes are, right? And, the, yeah. and the, the thing is, the reason I step back out of that is if they introduce me to someone, I know that person that's being introduced to me is on a wavelength of like, my expectation is I'm going to get married within the next year mm. is if we're going to start dating. Mm. For me, it's like, no, nah, man, like i got to go through a couple of processes before I go, mm -hmm. I'm going to marry you. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to bring a woman into that experience and with her expectation saying, what the fuck? I thought we we're going to get married. Yeah. Why are we mm. not doing that? So that's where I kind of in this position where I'm like, I don't know what the right thing is. Mm. But fuck, man, I'm 37, dude. So if, I'm, <laughs> if I get to 40, I'll start hitting the panic button because <laughs> all my mates are having kids. They're, they're, they're married. Mm. And at the, some point in time, they're going to be like, you know, we don't want to go to a bar anymore. We don't, we don't have time to do all this shit. Mm. Right. And I've got to have to find a fulfilling relationship somewhere at some point. Otherwise, mm. I'm going to be alone. <laughs> Wait. Do you guys think that you can fall in love with someone? Like, grow to fall in love with someone? Because I would say, like, our parents are, well, some form, form of love, right? I wouldn't say it's like the most romantic form of love, but they definitely love each other. Yeah. Well,. <laughs> I feel like that, that's a hard one because like for me my anxiety comes from what happens if I don't mm. right and you just keep let's just say you got married right it's arranged and you're like oh it'll it'll happen but then I'll go well what happens if it doesn't mm. and now I'm now I'm in like 10 years into a relationship and the only reason I'm here is because of my kids because yeah. probably that's the reason why and to be fair I think a lot of people who were arranged back in the day just look at it as a process mm -hmm. you just get married you just have kids. The whole concept of romance and love doesn't really compute. It's just like you do it because that's what you're supposed to do. Honestly, that is so true. It's like it's a different time. It's a different generation. Like my grandparents think that it's just very easy. Like in their – so my parents are similar to yours, my where they haven't ever – my parents have never pressured me to be like, Tiana, like you should settle down. You should find someone, blah, blah, blah. They're very supportive no matter where I am in my life. My own noise said to my dad the other day, he was like, oh, like, are you like really strict on your daughter? Like, do you just not let her date? Because why hasn't she brought anyone home yet? And my dad was like to my grandpa, oh, like she just hasn't really found someone that she's, you know, connected with um, in that way or wants to do. And then my grandpa actually told my dad off and was like, wow, you haven't taught her right because it's easy to, to wow. like meet someone is easy. And so like, I think to what you were saying, it's like this whole idea of romance and love. It's something that's very new, right? It's come not only culturally, but like also it's a new generation, right? And so now we're like the first couple of generations where we actually are very aware of the possibility of love and what that can be. Maybe in our grandparents' day, it was more like, 
oh, you know, you come from a good family. Like apparently (laughs) my grandpa, the reason why he picked my grandma was because she had a lot of siblings and he wanted a big family. (laughs) So so he's like, yep. Just anyone from that family. (laughs) I like it. Let's pick her. Um, You know what I mean? It's just, it's a whole different time. And Hmm. like even my grandma, like bless her, like she thinks that like, it's just, you just pick someone and you go with them. Like, mm. you know, now you have apps. Like back then, it was just whoever was in the village. Yeah. <laughs> you know no, 100%. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It totally was. And it, so were they a good family? Yeah. 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 I um, actually showed my grandma my apps once. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I showed her photos. I was just like, hey, grandma, what do you think of this guy? And every single guy, she was just like, he looks hidden, which means like he looks really friendly. And oh, that was like, oh, that I was like it. That, that was the standard. Like, he was just like, he's friendly. And I'm like, grandma, that's not all. Like, <laughs> that's not all I'm looking for. He can't just be friendly. But um, yeah, I guess it that's was. such a grandma thing to say. Oh, you, you look really friendly. Yeah, he, look, <laughs> he looks you. nice. Yeah, he looks like a nice guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess, yeah, it was very different that time. Hmm. Mm. What about you, John? Have you ever felt any pressures um, or anything? Not particularly like actual pressure it's mm. more like jokes so like every time yeah. i go to family gatherings i don't go like don't, like maybe like the bigger ones i've had to like kind of learn the phrases to kind of fight back and like make <laughs> jokes and stuff because they just fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like i just come and they're like where's the girlfriend like why are you hiding the girlfriend i'm like i've got none I'm, if i've got if you've got one here for me then i'll, I'll gladly take her but then like not really anything else they're always just making jokes like oh when you get married all that stuff and i'm just like there's nothing here like how how about i get a girlfriend first then i can get married like mm. there's there's no timeline there but um not anything particularly full mm. pressure maybe now that i've moved out my mom's like oh like don't you date people or like have you seen anyone and <laughs> don't I'm just you like, date people? <laughs> or like or like have you been dating or like do you have anyone liking you or anything and i'm like uh yeah but it just didn't work out mm. and she just like fired back with like a oh like why don't you like her and i'm like it's just too complicated to get into like i've got too many like there's too many options and too many things to say no options as in like as in the criteria not the not that i have not that i have options myself and i just be like stop it john one or none all right well do you think there is different pressure culturally if you're a guy and a girl yes 100% we have the biological clock yeah like it's just kind of like but I mean let's take the biological clock out of it yeah let's take the expectation of society right like Mm -hmm. the the communities that we live in so the word that you mentioned before what was that word again do they ever use that in the context of a male I actually wanted to bring this up I found a tiktok and it was talking about um and it was in the Chinese language so I'm I'll, I'll probably link it in the description. But essentially they were saying, okay, these are the words that they use for someone over 30 who's Chinese, that's a female. And the words are very, that there's a very negative connotation to it. If you're over 30 and you're a female and you're still single, the words are like used goods or like leftovers. leftovers. Um, and then for males, it's like you're a diamond bachelor. If you're over 30 and you're single, you're a diamond bachelor, but if you're a female, yeah. so there you go. Your dad's a I'm a diamond, diamond. bachelor. <laughs> I'm a diamond China. <laughs> Come and get me. <laughs> yeah, I think society has a way of putting females into a box, and they're just like, your role is to be a mother, is to be a caregiver, um, and when you don't fit in that box and you choose your own path, that isn't what society expects. They kind of punish you for it. This might be completely off topic, but do you think those types of values that our parents were brought up with, this will be the last time it's the majority within our communities and it will die out with our with our generation um, or start to die out? I think start to die out, yes. Um, like I would say as the eldest daughter of a Vietnamese household. I've definitely been taught from a very young age to be like a caregiver, to like look after others and put others first, which is, I don't think those are bad traits to have, but then I can see like in other families where there are all sons, those same values aren't taught to Mm. the sons, Mm. right? And I would hope that in this upcoming generation, when we have kids, that the same values are taught 
to both both the sons and the daughters because they are great traits to have like you should want to look after everyone else i guess um not to the same extent that we've been taught mm. to like sacrifice our own personal happiness but um oh God, this is hitting deep, girl. <laughs> but um just just to be good humans and just to look out for one another and you know take care of one another um i think that's what i hope would happen but yeah what's your opinion what do you think will happen at what point do we think there's going to be a, a massive shift in expectations of genders mm-hmm. um particularly in my culture right like and probably similar to to the vietnamese culture is women have a specific role to play and mm. that's generally you're the homemaker. Mm. You make that an environment for your partner mm. um, to thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I don't have any sisters. So my parents, whether they wanted to do this out of their own hearts or whether it was just forced because there was no daughters, it was like my my mum and dad taught me how to make my bed, how to like put washing on and all that sort of stuff. And so I just thought it was normal behavior until some of my friends who were female got boyfriends and they were like, oh my God, he's so good. He knows how to do the washing. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) What are you talking about? They're like, oh, he vacuumed. Yeah, that's what fucking people do (laughs) to maintain a household. That's not something you should cherish as like, oh my God, what a great human being. No, you do that for survival. Mm -hmm. That's fine. And I just feel like sometimes there's like this pedestal that men get put on sometimes um, for doing just basic shit that women have been taught from the fucking beginning, right? Um, A mate of mine, this is a really stupid story, but um, so a a mate of mine, female, she was like, hey, I'm going out, tells her um, husband, do you mind just washing the bathroom? Um, I've just got to go out and run some errands. He's like, yeah, babe, no worries. So two hours go by, she comes back and was like, hey, um, did you clean the bathroom? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, kind of doesn't look like it's been washed. Like, show me what you used. And he's like, walks in. He gets his Lynx body like scrub. And he goes, yeah, I just used that on the tiles and I scrubbed it. And she's like, are you a fucking idiot? <laughs> and he's like, whoa, what's, I don't understand. And she's like, no, you got to use like actual detergent, like soap scum removal and all that sort of shit. And he's like, what the fuck? Are you, What? And when she told me that story, I was like, hang on. So you're thinking you will wash the same, (laughs) you'll use the same thing to wash your body as what you would do tiles and soap scum. (laughs) That's what was going through your brain. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I thought you meant deodorant. And he just No. I wouldn't be surprised if you did that. But this was just like body wash still. And I was like... I don't understand this. Like, how have you... That is like, so you were, funny. He was 26 or 27. And I'm like, that just goes to show that in a household, no one's ever gone, this is how you clean mm. something, mm. right? And I cannot imagine that a female being brought up in the household would never have been, like, not being taught that. They would have totally been gone, this is how you clean something. Go and clean the bathroom. You haven't done this. You haven't done that. And the dudes would just be chilling. Um, on the side, which I think is bullshit, right? And mm. I think maybe the next generation and like us, we would know and we won't get praised for like mm-hmm. doing the bare minimum. Yeah. You'd actually go, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do because you're a fucking human being. <laughs> yeah, I feel like our families are starting to adopt more like Western mm. Western ways yeah. of thinking, which I feel like when I look into like Western families, their workloads kind of evenly spread 100%. out, I think. And that's kind of how they're taught. So I think we're moving a bit more in that direction. I actually think in Asian households, we there are two types, two types of extremes. You have the Asian households where it's like, okay, maybe in dad in your situation where like, you know, they're very strict and you've got to learn, you've got to do shit. Otherwise, you're pretty much fighting for survival. Otherwise, you're an idiot. Or in another situation where it's like you're very sheltered, like maybe your, you know, maternal figures have really sheltered you and been like, okay, well, I want to be the best caregiver possible. My definition of that is to just make life as easy for you as possible. And in and by doing that, they kind of pass on this idea that the females, the mums are meant to do that. That's my so, mum. Yeah. You talk about my mum. That's so exactly the, <laughs> Shout out in dad's mom. <laughs> so, so it's in like. You know, <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> 
I, I will say there are some guys that I've met and possibly dated that still have the old traditional mindset. And I was very surprised by that because I was like, oh, I thought everyone's kind of thinking similar where it's like equality and like all of this kind of stuff. But some people have lived in um, households where they've been so sheltered and been in a certain way. And sometimes it's actually not their fault. That's just all they yeah, know. Like their upbringing is that's all they know. Mm-hmm. And like they don't have any other perception until it's too late and like mm. they've built all these like bad habits or like habits I guess mm. in their sense and yeah you can't really control that and I guess you just find someone else but that used to be anyone's mothers uh, all right <laughs> yes but fuck man it sucks to be a woman to be fair because like you're all you've got so much shit to deal with you've got societal pressures going hey you're a worthless piece of shit because you haven't gotten married yet it's like well give me my own timeline who cares and then you got the dudes just like yeah, sucker. Uh, and it's like, but they're the same age or older, still not married, still doing nothing, like not getting any prospects. And then everyone's just like, look how fucking cool that guy is. And it's like, no, man. Like, I don't understand at what point do we get to where everyone's just like, cool, everyone's on their own journey. Let them sort it out. Mm-hmm. And if they need help, they'll reach out. But everyone's just dealing with their own shit and no one's solved the problem yet. I think that problem just sticks around like forever. It's just the, the group that realizes it's fucked up grows, I guess. Mm. And um, what you have is like people viewing things differently or like respecting others for like choosing the, like the path not chosen and like just, oh yeah, you go, girl, girl, like, like live your own life, like live outside society norms and stuff. But yeah, I think you'll always be around that kind of thing. Well, that's where I think dating apps have changed the narrative just to bring it back to actually dating <laughs> uh, and correct me if i'm wrong because i i'd like to debate this is i feel like dating apps have pushed the perceptions of women in a positive way so when i was younger in high school um if a woman was like if a girl was like oh i went on like four dates you'd be like what the fuck are you talking about like what and she'd get labeled as mm. like like a slut right and it would be really bad. But in this day and age, if you went, yeah, I went on four dates this week, you're like, oh, yeah, wasn't any of them good? Like, what happened? Tell me about it. And there's no, like, stigma to it, I'd like to think, in this day and age. And I feel like that's kind of a good thing in my yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, and the other one is, like, if you were like, yeah, I just went on a date and, yeah, it sucked, but we both were like, oh, man, we're both really hot. Do you want to have sex? And you both went, <laughs> and you both went, yeah, fucking why not? And you did it. And you went and told your friends. They'd be like, oh, fuck, how was it, man? <laughs> but very rarely would they be like, oh, that's what the fuck? Like, have some dignity, man. Like, I don't think that, I feel like that's dropping off a little bit. Yeah, that's true. It's like, as much as we, you know, we talk about the shitty parts, there are, yeah, as you said, there are. I guess, positive steps that we're taking as a society or as a group in the right direction. I think there was an article that said something about dating apps increasing like women's standards. So guys had to try harder or something like dating apps are making it harder for men to date because women now have standards, like well, some, yeah. something along those lines. Um, it, was a, it was a good day read. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like if you're dating more people, you will meet good people and mm-hmm. you'll meet people that you're not so fond of and you'll meet some shit people right mm. and if your circle was quite small mm. chances are you probably might just only meet the shit people and you're like i'm just going to choose the best shit person but as you start dating you build your dating iq yeah. you start to go oh i know what i actually like and what i don't like and what i'm not going to stand for and have all this criteria and stuff but at the end of the day you place a value on who you are and who you want to attract yeah. and i think dating's important because the dating IQ is important as well. Yeah. Um, and if you didn't have these apps, you'd just be like back to your parents' situation where they'll be like, do you want us to introduce you? Here's your family, friends. That's all you'd know. Yeah. And you wouldn't know anything else out there. Which I, That's where I think dating is quite important. But I think it's also having the reverse effect, like you mentioned before, was like there's so much choice. And you're like, I don't know which one to choose. Because if I get one ick, I'm out because I know I can choose someone else rather than going, maybe I'll give this a shot because there are other good things. But it's really hard because once you have these perceptions, you're just like, no, I've got a list of a thousand people in my phone that I can choose at any one moment. Why settle? 
and the juicy conversation does not stop here we are continuing this conversation next week um because we literally spoke for like two to three hours so we had to cut the combo in half so you'll hear the next part next week hope you enjoyed this episode of unapologetically asian if you did you know what to do please remember to follow and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform and leave us a rating or review it helps us out it helps us grow it helps us reach new people um and also you can keep up to date with us by following us on instagram we're at unapologetically azn and we're also on tiktok as well at unapologetically asian Hope you have a fabulous day or night. Just sending love and good vibes, everybody. Bye-bye.